Hi, this is Graham Kislingbury, and today I'm reading from a story I wrote for the Albany Democrat Herald on September 4th, 1989. The reading is in honor of my friend and former DH colleague Tony Overman, who cracked 19 ribs recently in a dirt bike accident and is home recuperating in Washington State. This is called Majesty or Misery. I couldn't wait to pull on my boots. After 36 hours of lightning, thunder, and heavy rains, blue sky finally prevailed over Lake Tahoe on Wednesday morning, August 9th. No more cabin fever. It was time to go backpacking. My cousin, Kurt Nielsen, was still asleep, so I packed his backpack and mine. Then I phoned my Democrat Herald colleague, Tony Overman, who was staying with a buddy 20 miles away at State Line, Nevada. Tony needed some persuasion. Why, he wondered, should a good casino day be wasted on a hike into the desolation wilderness area where bears, rain, and who knows what else might be ready to greet us? Tony, it's a beautiful day. No rain in the forecast, I assured him. I've never seen a bear in Desolation Valley, and there's a bonus. No poison oak or rattlesnakes. Okay, he said, I'll be over by 10. I've enjoyed backpacking since 1969. For Tony and Kurt, this was the first time out and I wanted wanted it to be a memorable trip for them. Our destination, Desolation Wilderness, is a pristine wilderness area just over the ridge of mountains on the southwest side of Lake Tahoe. Meeks, uh, instead of opting for the heavily traveled Desolation Valley Trail from Meeks Bay, I selected a route with no trail. We would bushwhack west from Highway 89 to Rubicon Peak, then hike down to Stony Ridge Lake and camp there for the night. I took the same route with a friend in 1971 when I was Kurt's age, 18. According to my memory, it took three and a half to four hours to get from the highway at 6,228 feet to Rubicon Peak at 9,183 feet. My memory, we soon found out, was failing. About 11.15, just before my wife dropped us off along the highway, Kurt whispered to Tony, there's still time to turn around. They wish they had. For the first 45 minutes, we tromped through Manzanita, a prickly shrub that Kurt aptly dubbed Satan's Bush. I told my fellow hikers that uh, some rugged outdoor folks have used manzanita leaves to make a a remarkably effective laxative tea. Oh, that's really something to look forward to, Tony said. I just want to get out of this stuff. The manzanita soon gave way to a forest of pine and cedar. After hiking southwest one and a half miles or so along the vague semblance of a trail, we followed a creek drainage up and up and up. As the terrain got steeper and rockier, and as three hours became five, I received a barrage of verbal abuse. You keep saying it's just over those trees, Tony noted. It's never going to end, you liar. You are the world's worst manipulator, Kurt chirped in. We're doing this for your personal satisfaction and nothing else. In between the taunts, we kept our minds off the misery at hand by talking about such compelling subjects as Old Yeller, the Regis Philbin show, 
and disco. Kurt and Tony are looking forward to the 20th anniversary reunion of KC and the Sunshine Band in the mid-1990s. At 5 p.m., Rubicon Peak thankfully appeared through the towering trees. Kurt, however, was in no mood to exult. Don't expect me to say I'm glad I've done it when we're on the top, he said. I'm not. I trudged on, determined not to let these whiners spoil one of the most magnificent views in California. At 6 p.m., two and a half hours later than my predicted time, we sat atop the peak, taking in a breathtaking panorama. All of Lake Tahoe, with the exception of Emerald Bay, glistened to the east. Seven Desolation Valley lakes and the Meeks Creek drainage could be seen to the west. It's an all right view, but it wasn't worth the hike, Tony said. I could drive 15 miles out of Sweet Home and have the same view. Don't give me that, I retorted, almost ready to boot him off the peak. It's a spectacular view. We lounged on the craggy rock for 15 minutes, then spent the better part of an hour beating it down to Stony Ridge Lake. After setting up the tent and devouring freeze-dried beef stroganoff, we were ready to pass out for the night. Stony Ridge Lake is along the Pacific Crest Trail, which extends from Canada to Mexico. We followed a few miles of it the next morning, then veered northeast onto the five mile downhill trail to Meeks Bay. Tony, an excellent hiker for a guy who supposedly hates hiking, kept his eyes on the trail the whole way. I love nature, but I don't think it's worth the physical abuse just to see the scenery, he said. I can see this in Oregon. No, you can't, I said. I challenge you to point out a Douglas fir in this pine forest. That doesn't matter. It all looks the same, Tony said. And besides, my idea of majesty right now is a Big Mac. Along the trail, we stopped briefly to talk to, with several veteran backpackers. They were somewhat shocked that, to learn that I had led two novices over Rubicon Peak. An ophthalmologist from Berkeley suggested that I had sadistic tendencies. Another guy called me a name that can't be printed in a family newspaper. Okay, I confess it was a little rough. Feeling a twinge of guilt, I bought hamburgers, fries, and Cokes for all three of us after we reached Meeks Bay Resort. As we munched, we could see a distant Rubicon peak through the trees. Will you guys ever backpack again, I asked. Are you kidding, Kurt said. Never, Tony vowed.